When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Positively Trek, your weekly and sometimes more than weekly podcast where we talk about Star Trek in a positive manner. I'm Dan Gunther, and with me, as always, is Bruce Gibson. Bruce, how are you this week? I'm doing great, and I can always talk about Star Trek in a positive manner because I naturally am positive about Star Trek. It's not something you and I have to work at. We, this is just who we are. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've been asked this, you know, like, is it hard to make sure that you're always positive when talking about Star Trek? No, not in the slightest. This is just kind of our natural way of talking about Star Trek, and that kind of worked out as a premise and title for the podcast because it's how we think about Star Trek. It is. And that's, yeah, that's, it, it wasn't like, oh, let's make a positive Star Trek podcast. We just came up with a name and we liked it. We went through several names. I mean, tons and tons of names. And that's what we came up with. But it's like, I told you one time, Dan, off air, it was like, well, I, I don't understand having a negative attitude towards something you love. It's like, if my kids, you know, if they do a, a talent show and maybe they're not all that talented. I'm still <laughs> like, Oh, but I still enjoyed it. Cause it was my kids and I know it wasn't great, but I still enjoy what they do. You know, it's like that. Even if something Star Trek isn't all that great, I still enjoy it. I can't, I can't knock it. I just can't. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as we've said many times before, we can have criticisms. We have lots of criticisms about various areas of Star Trek. I know last week we were, talking about, you know, some season finales. And I had some things that I had to say about Enterprise's season or series finale, for example. So, yeah, it's not that we unashamedly love every single thing in Star Trek and never say anything negative about it. It's it's more just the general attitude and how we approach talking about it. You know, you can have criticisms about something without devolving into insults and that kind of thing. So, yeah. It's like the half glass empty, half glass full type of thing. It's like when I look at something Star Trek, um, I'm looking for the things I like about it. And I try to, if there's something I don't like about it, I nah, I just kind of overlook it or just make an excuse for it or whatever. But then there's some <laughs> people that will, they just focus on that negative thing. It just ruins the whole thing. I just like, I, I look at what I like best about it and I don't try to look for the worst. But yeah, I still can be critical about it, but I still enjoy it. There's not a single episode or movie that I would not rewatch a million times over. That's absolutely true for me as well. I mean, I've I've chosen of my own free will to watch Sub Rosa 
after having already seen it before. So, you know, that that says it right there. <laughs> oh, and uh, what, wait, what's the name of the season two finale of uh, TNG? Um, what's Shades of Grey? Shades of Grey. I watched it the other day. Oh, how did that go? You know, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> the framing story there is actually some interesting stuff in there I, yeah. I i kind of enjoy that so yeah yeah because of the framing story i thought oh there's more to it than i thought you know it wasn't mm. so much just a clip show yeah definitely well i hope that you all enjoy hearing us talk about star trek bruce and i really love talking about star trek and we're going to make a little bit of an appeal to our listeners out there a number of you have gotten in contact with us asking if we were planning on setting up a Patreon for the podcast. And I'm here today to tell you that we have indeed done so. So if you go now to patreon.com slash positively trek, we have it set up now that uh, if you want to support the show and help us bring these episodes to you every week, you can sign up there for a monthly donation. There's a number of different levels and perks there are included, including uh, access to a Patreon-only feed, where we'll probably have some bonus content that we're going to work out over the next little while, and uh, executive producer credit, shout-outs and episodes, that kind of thing, and some other stuff that we're going to work on to add uh, in the coming weeks and months. So, yeah, we really hope that you find our podcast worth supporting but if not don't worry positively trek is free and always will be there's uh there's no obligation for you to support us but it would really help out if you can spare a bit of money here and there uh we have hosting fees on our media host and things like that that uh, they're starting to add up a little bit and uh it's kind of something that we definitely need to plan for going forward so uh, if you can help out, thank you so much. And again, if not, no worries whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I kind of look at it as like our tip jar. You know, when you go to a counter at a restaurant and they have a tip jar there, you can order off the menu and they, you know, you get your food right there at the counter. You don't have to leave a tip. But, you know, if you feel generous and you feel that's something you want to do, you put a little tip in the tip jar. This is our tip jar. And to Dan's point, this is all going to cover costs for the show. It's not being used for anything else. It's just for yeah the hosting fees or the fees to pay for the software to edit the shows, whatever it is that we need to put in the show to keep it going. And that's all it's used for. So, yeah, I appreciate anything you guys can do for us. And to Dan's point, you don't have to do it. Um, and you're still a dedicated listener, even if you don't. So um, it's just there if you want to use it. Absolutely. Patreon.com slash Positively Trek. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's uh, move on to some of the news from this week, shall we? So Bruce, have you seen these ads that have uh, come out for uh, Paramount Plus? <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, when I fr uh, the first thing I ever saw with this was an image of Spock walking in snow. And that's all I saw was an image like on Twitter or Facebook or somewhere. And I thought, oh my gosh, we've gotten screenshots from Strange New Worlds. <laughs> like we've got behind this, like, oh my gosh, this is an episode of Strange New Worlds because I never saw Spock in snow in Discovery. This is, oh, I got to find, I got to find the clips or maybe it's just pictures from the set. Oh, it's Paramount Plus promo. Well, still, 
cool, but I was like really hyped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I did see these eventually, but yeah, like you, I saw a clip, I saw little stills from it and stuff, and going, what the heck is this? But yeah, so there's these new promos for Paramount Plus featuring Pike and Spock, notably, and voiced over by Patrick Stewart. And just kind of announcing Paramount Plus and, and the various things you can find on it. But uh, yeah, one of the first ones I saw was Captain Pike and behind him were a couple of the the dogs from Paw Patrol. And I'm going, what the heck is this? <laughs> Alternate universe. <laughs> oh, man, that is not a crossover episode I'd want to see. I mean, I don't know. There might be an audience for it, but I, no. I think it's a new IDW comic that we're going to get. It's the new crossover Uh, comic. (laughs) It's a little more forgivable, I guess. I don't know if I'd buy a Paw Patrol comic personally, but. (laughs) It would be the first Paw Patrol I ever read or watched. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, But yeah, so apparently these commercials began airing on Sunday night in the U.S. this past Sunday uh, towards the end of January here. And uh, the commercials, like I said, were narrated by Patrick Stewart and features, you know, it's the first time I've seen Star Trek characters with Snooki as well. Like that was something I never thought I'd see. That's a dream come true for me. I mean, that's a crossover. I would definitely be in for Strange New Worlds and Jersey Shore. (laughs) Because, you know, Jersey Shore is a strange new world. Well, I mean, uh, we've also got Beavis and Butthead in there. So, you know. That would work, too. Oh my goodness! Well, uh, yeah. Well, I also so, has Survivor in there, by the way, because I'm a I'm a big Survivor fan, and I was great to see Jeff Prost walking there with his torch. He did. He looked kind of bored to me, but I was just like <gasps> Star Trek and Survivor in the same thing together. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know, I was trying to figure out if these were filmed originally for these ads, or like some of them, like there's definitely a green screen element to it because they're not on a big snowy plane and stuff. But there's a couple of shots that, like, I think are lifted from Star Trek Discovery of Pike. But then again, the Spock one, he was never walking like that in that uniform and makeup. So there has to have at least been some stuff shot like on a set somewhere for this commercial, probably just, I don't know that that's really confusing to me. I think as you pointed out, I think a lot of these actors were brought in to a studio for a day and put in front of a green screen, did a lot of walking and close up shots. And then they edited all them into the scene together. I don't think they were all together uh, when they, when they shot it. So, you know, maybe it was, you know, our Strange New Worlds cast members came in for, you know, just some fittings and some publicity shots before they start shooting uh, the season. I don't know. Yeah, that could be, that could be for sure. Well, yeah, so really looking forward to Strange New Worlds, thanks to uh, just this, even just this little bit, like how excited I got for that, thinking like, oh, they're filming something anyway. Uh, I- I'm really excited for this show. It's funny we haven't heard more about like casting or anything like that, especially since they're supposed to go in front of cameras pretty soon in February. So Yeah, that's a good point. How come we haven't seen or heard anything about new cast members? They're really keeping that quiet. Unless Mm -hmm. Dora the Explorer is in this promo, maybe Dora the Explorer is going to join the cast because she is an explorer and that's what Star Trek is all about. 
That's true. That talking map could come in really handy when you're trying to avoid the Romulan neutral zone. So, yeah. I just think Pike and Dora will fight over the backpack. Who gets it? Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. Yes. I'm the captain. <laughs> Give me backpack. Well, moving on to another Star Trek series that recently wrapped its run, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 was recently nominated for a GLAAD award. Uh, GLAAD, of course, is the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. And uh, the 32nd Annual GLAAD Media Awards are coming up, and Star Trek Discovery's third season was nominated for nominated for Outstanding Drama Series. And uh, it's going up against some big hitters. So we have 911 Lone Star, Killing Eve, P-Valley, Ratched, Supergirl, The Umbrella Academy, Vita, The Wilds, and Winona Earp <laughs> are all in contention for this as well. So some heavy hitters there, it looks like. Uh, I, I'm not, I haven't watched a lot of those, but I'm definitely familiar with, with most of them. So... Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this? I haven't really watched any of these except for Supergirl, and I haven't watched the current season of Supergirl. But I will say that I would vote for Star Trek Discovery over Supergirl any day. But, yeah, I don't know about the other series, but I really... I don't know. There's just a hunch that I think Discovery might just win it this year. I, I mean, just because there's so much representation in this, and it's about the future you know, and it's showing, you know, how people who are non-binary or transgender or gay or whatever, I mean, they're treated, you know, normally. You don't have the prejudices and people against that. I mean, it's just great to see the future of that. And I think if anything, for us as Star Trek fans, this would be a huge feather in the cap of Star Trek because Star Trek has always been one to be very well versed in diversity and showing representation, but hasn't been so much on the LGBTQ side of things until more recently. And so it's like we finally caught up and to get an award for it would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Uh, in the announcement, Discovery was uh, noted for including powerful and impactful stories about LGBTQ people of color and for centering transgender people and issues in new and diverse ways. So, of course, the addition of the characters of Grey and Adira this season, I think, have gone a long way in that sort of representation that has been very lacking, I think, in uh, most of the shows I've watched anyway. There, These other shows, like, like you, I haven't really watched many of them except Supergirl, so... Uh, maybe they're doing a good job of that as well. I'm not sure, but uh, it definitely is a big step for Star Trek and one that I think has been a long time coming. And uh, yeah, like you said, this would be a huge feather in the cap for Discovery. They've had this. This is their third nomination. They've been nominated every season in this category for the GLAAD Awards. Uh, this would be their first win if they did win this year. So, yeah, I think that would be huge. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Let's hope that it happens again. We haven't seen the other shows, so we don't know. But I'm going to tell you, Discovery's going to win. I'm putting it down right now. <laughs> That's my bet. Right. Okay, you're going to put the, some money down. And, I'm putting okay. money down. There you go. A uh, hundred dollars, Dan. Ooh. Uh, fake one hundred from Monopoly board. One hundred quatloos. <laughs> yes. There you go. Love it. All right. 
Well, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that and we'll report if uh, they win or lose. It's an honor just to be nominated, I think, and, and great recognition for the work that Star Trek Discovery is doing in this arena. So congratulations to cast and crew of Discovery's third season. So the next story I wanted to include, uh, it's not directly Star Trek related, but it's a new work coming from Brent Spiner and a lot of, we've been getting a lot of, um, memoirs and autobiographies and that sort of thing lately. Star Trek stars are no, no stranger to that. We had Star Trek memories by William Shatner. I am Spock and I am not Spock by Leonard Nimoy and Kate Mulgrew's done a biography well, Brent Spiner is kind of joining the ranks of them, but not really. So he's writing what he's calling a fictionalized memoir, dark comedy version of his life. And Brent Spiner, he just always has to be a little different, right? Like, I mean, this is just right. Just This is par for the course for him. Yeah, when you were saying, like, he's joining them, but not really, I'm like, that sounds like Brent Spiner. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to do what everybody else is doing, but not quite. Maybe I'll do it a little differently. And that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So in a recent interview with uh, Sci-Fi announcing the book, Brent Spiner said, I thought maybe I can write something else because I have a story I'd like to tell. Maybe I can combine the two and do a sort of hybrid. He's talking about like a memoir, but also fictionalized and that kind of thing. So he, he calls it a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it's primarily fiction. So people picking this up, don't expect Brent Spiner's life story presented as fact and true here. It is definitely something else. <laughs> Do you ever think he would write his life story? I mean, I don't know the man that well, of course, but I mean, I think he would almost say that he would probably be too truthful and get himself in trouble. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like this is the closest he'll ever come just because he's, he's a little quirky if you've ever seen him at a convention, he kind of goes off the rails and tells ridiculous stories and then starts in his Patrick Stewart impression. And then we're off to the races. Then it's totally crazy. But uh, I feel like this is the closest he'll ever get to that. I only had one interaction with him. I was talking to uh, Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating, of course, from Enterprise at Star Trek Las Vegas. And Brett Spiner had just arrived in town or whatever and he walks up and the three of us are just standing there talking he walks up and he's like hey guys how you doing and they're like oh great Brent how are you he's like good good and he looks at the three of us and he just nods his head at each one of us and goes okay I'll see you later and walks off <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like him <laughs> yeah uh, well, fan fiction, a memoir inspired by true events will be released on hardcover ebook and audiobook, And that's coming October 4th, 2021. Now I'm going to ask you, Bruce, and I'm going to put you on the spot here because we haven't talked about this beforehand. Should we cover this in an episode of the Positively Trek book club and have the author on the show? <laughs> oh wow i would love to have the author on the show to talk about this book yes let's do it and if he doesn't come on i'm still okay with talking about this book i was wondering when i saw this post i was like this doesn't really quite fit into what we usually cover at least when we're on literary tracks and on our book club we haven't done anything like this but i mean almost why not because he is probably going to touch on a lot of star trek things and it might be i i'm actually interested in reading it i think it might be fun 
Yeah, this is definitely on my to read list regardless. So uh, yeah, I feel like this would be a fun one to talk about on the book club. I don't know. Let's put it to the listeners out there. Do you think we should talk about this on the Positively Trek book club? Uh, definitely uh, reach out to us with your opinions. And if you reach out to us, tag Brent Spiner if you want him to come on to talk about the book with us and say, oh, I'd love for you to have Brent Spiner on too. And then he can Excellent. see that. He'll be like, why am I getting all these requests to go on Positively Trek? What is this thing? And then <laughs> if it all happens, he writes a second book and the show is mentioned in his second book. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, this could be the start of a whole new chapter of, of his fictionalized life here. <laughs> we will be fictionalized in his book. He would change our names. You know, you're, you're now Don and I'm now Bryce. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't like the word, the name Don. It's kind of been ruined for me. I, I, I don't know why. I just don't like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll try to think of another name that will trump that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, like we said, tweet to us at Positively Trek, tag Brent Spiner. Let's get this going. We've got a few months till October. Let's make this happen. <laughs> now I want to move on to another kind of a follow-up to a news story we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. XO6 is a company uh, that's producing one-sixth scale Star Trek figures, and these are really high-end very close likenesses of the figures. And we've talked about how they're producing a data from Star Trek First Contact, speaking of Brent Spiner. Uh, but now they're apparently expanding the line to include Jean-Luc Picard and the Borg Queen from First Contact. So yeah, no pictures of the prototypes other than kind of edited into this cool Star Trek First Contact poster recreation. What do you think of these, Bruce? I think they look really good. I'm looking at the poster recreation for Star Trek First Contact, and I think the Borg Queen looks really good in data. Picard looks a little like he's more angry, like his eyes are squinted more, <laughs> mm, but yeah. uh, he looks more tough. Like, you know, I'll take <laughs> you on, you know, like, go ahead, make my nebula. I don't know. Um, <laughs> trying to connect it to Star Trek instead of just saying day. But uh, no, I mean, I they do such good work. Because, you know, looking again at the data one, it's just incredible. So I can't wait to see full pictures of these other two. Mm -hmm. Looking at these posters side by side, it, it kind of strikes me how much they de-age the actors on the actual movie poster. Because, yeah... Patrick Stewart did not look that young in First Contact as he does on the poster there, now that I'm noticing that. You know, now that's a good point. Maybe the uh, the action figure is a better representation of how he looked in that movie <laughs> than the poster does. I think that might be the case. But yeah, these look gorgeous. Like I said, they're kind of for a, a high-end collect collection kind of thing. $189 is the price on these figures, so... Definitely not, like we said, uh, the kind of figures that you would give to your kids or give baths in the bathtub, calling back to another previous episode of uh, Positively Trek there. But I don't know. Do you see these becoming part of your collection one day? Um, Probably not, because I typically don't collect figures like this. But, um, you know, I don't know. My wife and I talk about getting a new house once the kids, I mean, I have one kid in college, the other one's just a couple years away. And we're like, well, maybe we'll get a new house. And I keep thinking, maybe then I'll have like a room 
that can really display stuff. I mean, I have a room now, but it's more of a movie theater room, which I also podcast out of. I don't have it decorated with shelves to put things on. So if I got to something like that, I might put something like this out. Hmm. That'd be cool. I, I, yeah, I've toyed with the idea of getting one kind of collectible like this. I think the, the previous QMX figures, I was going to get a McCoy because I just love bones from the original series. Uh, but I never did. And they're pretty hard to find now. I don't know. Maybe someday it's kind of like a, just, I I don't, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard to justify, but it would be cool to have. I mean, I would say if anybody collects Star Trek figures, this is a must because they look so great. I mean, absolutely. Why wouldn't it look that well, because it might be too expensive maybe, but, but if, if you can afford it, I would say do it. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. The likenesses are just so incredible. So I, I'm really curious to see where, where they go from here. I I thought the Borg Queen announcement was a really interesting one. I like that that's something different than what we usually see. It's not just, you know, sometimes the action figure lines, it's like, okay, we get a couple captains, a couple other characters, and then it fizzles out. So, you know, to get one of these interesting subjects right off the bat. And like you said, I think of the three in this poster anyway, the Borg Queen is the one that looks the most like the original character. Well, and it'll be interesting too because there's so much detail to the Borg Queen. Like I would mm-hmm. love to see the detail of that because the other two are wearing Starfleet uniforms, which isn't there, there isn't a whole lot to them as opposed to the Borg Queen, you know, every, you know, I don't know what to say, but every cord, <laughs> every every line running through her head and and, and all her leather, <laughs> I don't know what it is she's wearing. <laughs> I, I want to see, like, again, we haven't seen the actual figure or any packaging or anything. I want to see if it advertises that it comes with detachable torso. <laughs> oh, that would be excellent. I bet they do, though. I mean, why uh, not? Maybe. I mean, Dave's got hands that come off and on and a head, right? That's true. That would be ambitious. That would be pretty incredible if they did that. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. These are not things that you play in the bathtub with, but <laughs> definitely not. It does make me want to ask Dan: Are you a, a bath guy, bathtub guy, or a shower guy? Uh, I'm a shower guy. Uh, the thing is, if we had a really nice big bathtub, I've actually been craving like a nice bath. <laughs> lately but we just don't we have this little tiny bathtub and it's like no that's not fun i need a bigger house too (laughs) see i love this show because last week we talked about your hair now we're talking about Mm -hmm. you know if you like baths or not (laughs) um yeah i'm not a bathtub guy because i i don't know i used to of course when i was a kid but i'm definitely a shower guy bathtubs like getting in a bath just like swimming in my own dirt just does not appeal to me it's like i want i want the dirt to wash off of me and down the drain i don't want the dirt to just float around me it's just that's what i think of when i take baths yeah i'm kind of bad because when i have taken a bath like in more recent years usually i'll just go take a shower right after (laughs) which is you know probably redundant but i feel the same way you do but it's relaxing in the bathtub, it is, though. yeah. I would do Absolutely. what you just said. If I took a bath, I'd probably then go take a shower, <laughs> a quick one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, definitely don't take these action figures in the bathtub or the shower with you. That's uh, definitely not what they're for. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want your action figures to pick up the dirt in the tub that came off of you, and now goes onto the figures. And now you've got to clean the figures. And 
anyway. No, nah, it's just a whole nightmare. <sighs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm getting very stressed right now just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So in the, the realm of Star Trek figurines and collectibles, we'll, of course, bring you new news as it comes available. But uh, yeah, it looks like Bruce and I probably will not be picking these up. But if you're someone who would pick this up, let us know. And uh, when they come available, you know, maybe send us a review. We'd love to feature that. That would be pretty cool. Now, uh, we do want to move on to some unfortunately sad news. Another loss in the Star Trek family recently. Uh, Star Trek archivist Richard Arnold recently died at age 66. Uh, So he was Gene Roddenberry's assistant He became a consultant and archivist for the Star Trek properties. And uh, yeah, he recently passed away. Interesting stories surrounding this guy. Uh, He's been a a face at conventions in recent years. A lot of people have known him and and I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter uh, expressing condolences. I think Marina Sirtis had a lovely tweet about working with him and stuff. Uh, met Gene Roddenberry at a convention in 1972 and kind of impressed him and then was taken on as his assistant. And uh, yeah, the rest is kind of Star Trek history. Yeah, I never met Richard Arnold. I've seen him at conventions, but I never spoke to him. Um, Yeah, he died at 66, which is interesting because I'm looking at this article from comicbook.com and uh, it says he was also the research consultant on 66 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. So there's something about him in the 66. But I do remember him doing his column in Star Trek Communicator, uh, which is an old fan club magazine. I, I know he was very instrumental in a lot of the uh, licensing that was taking place in the 80s and the early 90s and some of our you know, Star Trek author friends writing novels had some issues with him. He kind of kept the reins kind of tight at times. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, I know you can ask Peter David what his experience has been like, and he'll tell you uh, that Richard Arnold told him there's no such thing as female Borg when Peter wrote a novel with a female Borg. And now Peter likes to say, ha, see, told you, Richard, there are female Borg. (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, he was a huge fan and he really championed Star Trek and he helped with the conventions and the licensing and was trying to represent Gene Roddenberry the best he could and representing him the way he thought Gene wanted things to be handled with Star Trek. So he's a very big instrumental person in Star Trek fandom for sure. Absolutely. And yeah, I will definitely be missed. I know I've talked to a bunch of people who... Uh, have interacted with him at conventions and and yeah at the heart of it at the core like you said he's a fan like you and me and uh, definitely saddened to hear of his loss and uh, he will definitely be missed well thank you all so much for listening to us this week we really appreciate each and every one of you bruce when you're not talking star trek with me here where can we find you well, you'll find me in the shower, not the bathtub. And, <laughs> well, don't come looking for me. That would be really yeah, and, awkward. And don't tweet from the shower. That's that's not good for your phone. No, no, it's not. And 
Uh, <laughs> I've never heard anybody say, don't tweet from the shower. That's quite interesting. <laughs> well, that's just a good life lesson there. It is. Uh, <laughs> but then you can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. And you can find me on Instagram at Admiral Rex. And I'm occasionally on the Star Wars report. I haven't been lately. I don't know what's going on over there. I got to find out what's happening. And I've been on a recent episode of the 602 Club about uh, Star Wars, the High Republic. And yeah, I'm just kind of floating out there. And Dan, where can people find you floating? Uh, not in the bathtub, <laughs> obviously. Not in the bathtub, no. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kertrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. I will also not tweet from the shower. That's not a good idea. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Productions, and on Facebook in the Positively Trek discussion group. We'd love to have more of you join us there. And uh, you can also find Positively Trek on Twitter at Positively Trek, on Instagram at Positively Trek, and email us positivelytrek at gmail.com. And don't forget... Tweet to us and tag Brent Spiner. Let us know. Do you want us to cover that book? And should we have him on the show if possible? Uh, you know, a bit of a pipe dream, but you never know. Could happen. Could happen. Well, thank you all so much for listening this week. And until next time, stay positive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.